right, so new books, man. You got some new books that you've been checking out. Want to tell me about them? These are just pretty much some books that I I, I don't have a huge pull list. I mean, um, but like uh, I, we already talked about Thor. I think that would be the top of my list right now. Um, but my other book that I've been really liking is Daredevil, the Zdarsky run. Um, I've been reading it. I was reading Soul before uh, Zdarsky took over, and I thought that was pretty good too. But like I think Zdarsky's up to the level. It, it's got ups and downs to it. The problem with it is like you got. I think it's Marco Cicchetto, and his art's amazing. And, like, then there's fill-in issues where he's not drawing it. And when he's gone, man, you can really tell. I mean, it's like, I mean, not that the other artists are bad. They're not bad. But it's just when you're just spoiled with him, you know. He's just such a such a great craftsman. And, like, uh, besides the up-and-down, like, uh, art, I think the story's been pretty consistent. Um, I really like it a lot. I think, I don't think Zadarsky knows the law as well as soul does because soul was an actual lawyer. So I think there's right. some stuff in this last issue that I wasn't so, I was like that, that probably wouldn't happen, but it's still good. I mean, I'd say consistently, I mean, it's up to issue 20. What's this new one? I have some here. Is it 22 is the latest one? Um, yeah. And, um, it's, it's been solid through, I mean, there's not too many books that last that long. You can say they're good from beginning to end. So, um, and Zadarsky again, he's got a new um, image book called Stillwater. <clears throat> That's really really good. I, it's only got the first issue out, but pretty much it's the there's this character who um, has an inheritance, um, and they go to this town that, that and as they're going on this road trip, like uh, nobody seems to have heard of it, and it and it seems like it's just this place where nobody can die, and you're not like within a certain limits. And you're not really sure why yet, and so that's the mystery. But I think Zadarsky, to me, he's probably my favorite writer right now. So I'm gonna see where it goes. I think I'd, I'd recommend you check it out. I, th I think it looks really good. Um, let's see. Well, you know, Zadarsky is one of those guys that I've that I've liked for a long time, yeah. and uh, and didn't know that I liked him because I didn't know, yeah, who he was. Um, and I, uh, you know, Akomi and I had talked about this, and we had uh, done it on I'm Almost Secret Funny. And I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm right, because if I'm not mistaken, Zdarsky's the guy that wrote, uh, was it uh, The Petal Falls Twice? And uh, I never never knew that was him. And I, you know, at the time, I it was when it was introduced to me, they were like, nobody knows where this thing came from. And I think it eventually was attributed back to him, which is probably one of the best best pieces of, of literature ever. Uh, but as I saw more about him, he's he's a he's a pretty good craftsman, man. He can... You know, he can tell a story and he can, um, it, like, the one of the things that, that uh, Akomi and I have talked about is the challenges of writing something, uh, like, let's say, like a, like a comic strip. You know, like, like these have the, like the Spider-Man or, like, you know, Mary Worth, whatever, in a comic strip is like, you have three to four panels to be able to tell, tell not, not a story, but to be able to give me a, uh, a beginning and ending that may be a part of a bigger thing, but you've got that much time. So if you can do that, you can do it on a bigger scale and not everybody can do that. He's one of those guys that can do big scale. He can do little scale. He can do something really small and be really, really strong. And he can do something that's really big and be really strong. He, he, um, he always has really good lines in his stuff too. Like, like a weighty, thoughtful, um, deep thought moments. <laughs> like Jack Handy right. stuff, but it doesn't come across as hackney. It, it actually is pretty cool. Um, 
he always seems to be able to manage to put those in. Like he uh he did the Fantastic Four uh versus the X Men, like the the new X Men, uh for this uh Oh yeah, the whole Krakoa thing. Yeah, and it, and it's uh it wasn't the best series in the world, but he did okay with it. And um he did the I started reading when he did the um Marvel two in one where it was just Johnny Storm and um the thing. And I thought that was really Yeah, that didn't last very long. It didn't, but I thought that was such a good run, man. He I that's my dream gig for him. I want him to write the Fantastic Four, man. I think he would be amazing at that. And I think he wants it too, but um, you know, slots on there and hopefully when he's done with it, they can get him on there. No, slots not, slots not going anywhere, man. I know. That's why I'll it'll be I'll be even grayer in the beard than I am now, but like I'm waiting for it. <laughs> uh let's see, what else? I'm, I'm sure you 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 hear that you heard that interview with him where he was like when he was doing Spider Man, it was like, Well, the only book I want is this. So when that opens up, you're like, Hey, well, how would you like to do this book? He's like, No, but is this one open? He's like, No, nah, not yet. And then when it finally came open, he was like, Yep, I'm getting in that and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just make this my new home. Yeah, no, nah, he's for better or for worse. I mean, <clears throat> I've read some of it, and some of it's good, some of it's okay. I mean, like, I think he likes the characters. It's got a, a kind of a friendly feel to it. I just, it's hard for me to stay with it sometimes. Speaking of Fantastic Four, yeah. though, one of the things I do like that's coming out right now, and I was telling you about it earlier, is Antithesis. And that's the um, Fantastic Four written by Wade and um, drawn by Neil Adams. I didn't think I was going to like this oh, yeah. man, but man, the art in this, Neil Adams for being an older guy, he he is amazing. And like uh, Sue Storm has never looked better. Um, it's another story where Galactus dies. <laughs> Spoiler. But I, I don't know if that's like going to be long-term, if that's just he's going to come back. Um, but like um, there's this character that's introduced called Antithesis and you know, I don't want to get too into it, but like, uh, it, it's it's really good. It's I think it's a, just a four part miniseries. I'm gonna finish that, uh, but I, I, I'd recommend that. It, it looks really good. Um, I've enjoyed Hellions, man. Like out of all the X Men stuff, X Men books okay. There's some good stuff there, um, but Hellions is the group of guys that on the island where you can't. You can't stop them from what they're going to be. They're just they're just bad guys, or they or they got issues where you can't stop them. And like um, impasse on the team. Um, they call, I think they call him Gray Crow, but it's a uh, um, scalp hunter. Um, Psylocke's the leader of the team. You got Wild Child. It's the first time I've ever liked Wild Child in a book. Um, they've got uh, Nanny and her. God, Wild Child. Yeah. God. Nanny. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a weird team, man, but it's a great, great book. Basically, they take these characters that you think, oh, why would these work together? And, and it's Zeb Wells, and he's a pretty good writer, man. I've read some of his other stuff, and, like, uh, I got to say, like, out of all the X-Men stuff, I'm liking that right now. And uh, that's pretty much it, except that I was gonna tell. I was gonna talk about like individual issues because I didn't have the other issues yet about Thor, and I was gonna say Thor number seven definitely. But now I'm just gonna say the whole series is good because I've been able to read them since then. But like I'll say this: X Men. I wouldn't say you need to read one X Men issue except for issue eleven, because there's this one moment in that where they make Magneto shine, and he's so freaking awesome. And like out of 
every issue, I'd say that's one of my highlighted issues of this year is X-Men number 11, if you could check that out. And one more thing for Marvel. Marvel Zombies Resurrection. It's another one where Galactus is dead. <laughs> Marvel just wants to kill Galactus for some reason. This one's awesome, man. Like Everybody's going on about Deceased and how great that is. I think the Marvel Zombies is, is really good, man. But pe people don't seem to be liking it. But I say it's great, man. Um, the way it starts out is like uh, you see a group of heroes. like It's, it's basically like Reed talking to the Avengers and you've got this threat that's coming towards the planet and then it's kind of like standstill and then they go out to visit it and it's it's Galactus and he's dead and the thing is his whole body is basically like this big ship filled with the zombie virus and like all these entities are in it and they start attacking the heroes that are on there and that's where it starts and it goes on from there and it's it's really good man I, I think it's I highly recommend it, and I don't understand why people don't like it more than they do, but the art's not the best in the world, but it doesn't matter. I think the story is really good. Who's doing the art? Uh, let's see. Leonard Kirk? I don't know. Oh, Leonard Kirk. I like Leonard Kirk. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's good, man. Um, yeah, he is. I, uh, see, he did uh, what's his, he, he did Supergirl, I think, after Gary Frank left. Okay. Um, okay. He 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 did. He did. I think it was was it Ultra Girl or something? It was like uh like one of the Malibu books, and a couple. Yeah, I like Leonard Kirk's work. Yeah, I th I think he's good, man. Like, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's 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 good. Um, these are these are my DC books. I I don't have too many. I've got some that I've read. Like I was reading Shazam. It ended. I thought that was good. If you want to go back and read that, that's pretty good. Um. And I, I, from what I saw of Shazam, it did look kind of cool, but I've never been a, a, a fan of Captain Whitebread. He's good though, man. Like I, I think it's as good as it's ever going to get with Jeff, um, uh, Jeff Johns. I think he did a fantastic job with it. And speaking of Jeff Johns, Batman three jokers is really, really, really good, man. Like, uh, the, I, I think if anybody's, I don't know how it's going to end. It could end terrible, but so far I've, thought that that's really good it's drawn by jason Fibuck, and then uh it it basically focuses on the fact that there's three jokers and um you're trying to figure out why that is or if that is my other dc book yeah. that i recommend <clears throat> out of all of them you know how like comics used to be light and they there's a hero as a hero legion of superheroes mm -hmm. i really like this new legion of superheroes that bendis is doing i think a lot of people were mad at him because he broke up the super sons um, and he put uh, Jonathan in the future, and they separated Damien from him. And I think that's why Damien's going through such a hard time right now is because, you know, Jonathan kind of balanced him out. He was the yin to the yang. And um, I could see why you'd be mad about it, but I, I got to say, Legion of Superheroes is fun. It's light. It's got danger, but the heroes are heroes. They're not Dark Knight characters. They're kids, and it comes through. And it's just a fun read, man. I know some people don't like it, but I highly recommend it. I've only got a few more, and they, these are all independent books. I, I, hold, hold on. I was going to say, and I, you've always been a Legion fan anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and at least, I'll tell you, the, really, the one thing that held me back from reading Legion back when I was younger, mm -hmm. uh, there was two things. One was that I didn't, I didn't really read DC, and we talked about that, yeah. you know, uh, like, <laughs> 
that, and that, and whenever you look at an issue of Legion, there were like twenty five members. I'm like, I that tw- I had, what? It was it was it was kind of daunting. Like that's, that's way too much for me to invest in like a book that I don't know anything about. So. Uh, like I can't, I can't try to learn twenty five people. You know, well, yeah. yeah I'll I'm, say this, man. So. Like as a, um, as a reader, or as a, as like an artist myself. Like I, I like to draw, and I draw some comics too from time to time when I get a chance. And like uh, right now, they've had these um, uh, jam sessions where like every page is drawn by somebody else for the last two issues, and a lot of people hate that. I thought it was really cool. To see the different styles, but um, Ryan Sook's the main artist, and dude, let me tell you something: the fact that he can draw that many characters per issue and not go slowly insane, I could see why they need to break it up because, like, it is amazing how he's able to capture so many characters on a page, man. That that's part of the fun of the book is just seeing the 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 millions of, or well, not millions, but like. Tens to twenty, thirty. It's basically like George Perez, you know. Like, how many characters can you put on a page, and not go right. <laughs> crazy? I mean, this guy has done an amazing job. I can't sing his praises enough on this book. I mean, he's part of the reason I like it. In the hands of a lesser artist, I don't know if it'd be the same. Okay, I've only got three more to go. Who was it? Huh? Who's who's doing the art? Ryan Sook. He's really good, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so I don't know his I don't know his panel stuff. But he did the uh, he did the covers for um, for uh, Future's End, and I know a lot of people hate Future's End. I really like Future's End a lot, but he did the covers for Future's End, and uh, and I I love those covers. I thought that he did. He's got he's got a great eye and this like view of like, imagery and stuff that uh, it's fantastic. So I'd be interested in checking out his panel work. There's um I've only got three more, and they're all indep- independents. Gideon Falls. It's on issue twenty-five, and um, it's Adria Sorrentino, that that chick, and um, oh yeah, Jeff that chick. <laughs> no, it's a it's a guy we know. It's a I, I know, but we, we we just have to make fun of ourselves for not knowing that initially, and so we're not making fun of him. We're just pointing at our own ignorance now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff Lemire writing it, and I think Jeff Lemire is a freaking amazing writer. I've never really read anything by him that I thought was bad. He he he's uh Lemire is really good. He is. I. I Actually, his one through is it twelve? One through twelve of Thanos, and then it went into Kate's. I think he wrote thirteen through eighteen. I love that run, but man, that Jeff Lemire run was amazing. And then like Gideon Falls, it's basically like think Twin Peaks meets Kafka. It's just insane, and like and, and kind of poignant for the fact that the main character, this guy Norton, he wears a mask at the beginning of the the. Um, the story and like it, it you know with all the stuff that's going on now it's like you know it was two years ahead of time you know it was it was it was really cool and like um it's all about his paranoia and everything but basically like it's almost going to end it's it's in unfortunately in issue 27 and i've enjoyed it from the very beginning so if you ever read the trades um or anything like that i, I highly recommend that over almost everything um there's this mini series by titan called Adler and Adler is basically like Sherlock Holmes love interest well she was only in one story and like they always portray her as the love interest and you know Sherlock Holmes never really out and out in the regular stories um said that he loved her or anything but like it was he admired her but basically just think female League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for Adler 
it's on issue number three now, and there's only two more to go. And I, the artist is Paul McCaffrey, and he's really good. Like, uh, and the writer is Labby Tithar. I don't know who that is, but like, uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the book a lot. And here's my last one, and this is my biggest recommend of the independence. It's only on issue one, but it's written written by James Tenyon. The uh, is it the fifth or the fourth? I always forget. It's the fifth, I think. Oh, uh, James uh, James Tenyon. Uh, I think it's James Tenyon the fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, it is the fourth. Um, this new book came out called Department of Truth, and it's basically based on the premise that all conspiracy theories are real. Isn't that that Depeche Mode song? All conspiracies are real. No, the no, no, no. Sorry, that's 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 a different thing of truth. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Department of Truth. Like basically, it's it's they're the guys that stop the. It, it, we we've talked about this before. It's kind of like the Alan Moore theory that like a, you create your own realities and stories create reality. So basically, the idea is that like from from what I'm gathering from it, it's only the first issue. Um, it may change, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's basically playing off the fact that like uh, these stories get out here, and like it becomes true. You know, it's like it, it maybe isn't it true at first, but if enough if enough people think it, it comes to pass, and it does become true. And so these guys are trying to stop that. And what's awesome about it, it starts off in the Kennedy assassination, and they got Lee Harvey Oswald, and he's getting interrogated, and the guys that are like interrogating them, the police. They say, get out of here. This is our job. We need to talk to this guy. And so they start talking to him, and it kind of cuts away and goes to modern times where they're pulling this guy, and he's basically seen something he's not supposed to see, and he's talking to these people, and you're not really sure he's talking to it first. And then it turns out it's the old Lee Harvey Oswald. He's not dead. He's the head of the Department of Truth. He's fighting these hmm. conspiracies. It's, it's really cool, man. So cool. I mean, sounds interesting. Yeah, really good. And that's it. I'm done on my little spiel. So I want to go back to something because I wanted to make sure you got through everything first. But I want to go back to something before we go ahead and wrap up. Uh, uh, and the the three jokers. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to put it down because I don't know anything sure. about it. I'm just going to just kind of talk about my uh, about my first impression. When when they first introduced the whole concept of the three Jokers, I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." Like, it, it it doesn't. Um, I know you're that they're trying to go somewhere with it, but it's not making any sense. Like, why would there be three Jokers? And I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe there's some kind of good reason," but it it's still like even at the time, I'm like, "It I can't see how this would possibly work." And so now that we're getting into like you know finally resolving it and who are the three jokers and how do they work and all that kind of stuff. I'm still kind of stuck with the whole idea of like, why would there be three jokers? None of that even makes any sense. Why would you have three jokers? Like, and how would they like the, the whole idea of a joker or a person like the joker wouldn't work with another group of jokers. Like, okay, well I'm going to harass him in this way and you're going to do this. And like, well, which one of us gets to be Jason's Todd? Well, eh, I, you know, I want to do it. It's like, well, let's straw straws. Cause I want to beat him too. I mean, you know, like none of that really makes sense. And it's, or it's like, like, you know, I, you know, I was the original joker, but then I got too old. And so I had to pass the torch. I'm like, it doesn't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and the thing is like, it's so, it seems like it was something that's tossed out there to be like, oh, that's interesting. But they never really wanted to do anything with. But it, it persisted so long. They're like, oh, now we have to do something. And I never really had an, an idea. 
that that's my initial con like thought of it uh so if you don't mind just not tell me any story but kind of tell me what is what is the the idea behind <clears throat> this to make it seem intriguing and not just like a like a wild hair that someone like snuck into like the book and they're like oh crap i was i was just joking kind of like kind of like when Wolverine, uh, peter david said just yank the adamantium out of wolverine and everyone's like that's a good idea it's like no i was joking and they're like no we're gonna do it you know? i think i think uh i think it was introduced in justice league when um jeff johns was writing that, that and i think it was issue 50 and i think it was the first appearance of jessica cruz too and they just threw it out as a concept and it was it was when Batman Batman was in the had the had Mobius's chair right yeah and so it was like they they that was a long time ago and then um, and people don't remember that was also when they were um, putting in the backstories for Shazam is pretty much the basis for the new movie and the new concept of them so he was doing all that and laying the seeds for that and then they came out with the sh the series that just ended and like um the so, so these these seeds have been planted, but it took four or five, maybe six years for them to come to fruition. So, how many long ago has it been since issue fifty of Justice League when when he was writing? I mean, it might have been, might have been more. I mean, it's it's been a long time well, ago, man. Because well, she had that's, her, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it seems like something that was that was like that was just something they just they just threw out there that didn't really plan on following up on and didn't really have any ideas for. And now they're like because. People are still kind of asking about, well, what about the three Jokers, right? And now they're like, you know, uh, okay, yeah, uh, you know, like I guess we finally have to do something with it. But, but wasn't that during the New Fifty Two stuff anyway? Yeah, I mean, it was like it started. I mean, it's so so, so, so it, long ago, man. You could have just you could have just let it die. I mean, it was it was New Fifty Two, so you could have just let it die. And maybe he didn't have the story, or maybe he needed something like Black Label because it's a Black Label book to to make it a special event or whatever. But like, um. I, I've enjoyed it, man. I, though I think the only way, like talking about like the different aspects of the Joker's, I think because he he labels them different things. Because one's the comedian, one's the killer, and one I, th I think it's the lunatic. I mean, they, basically, like there are three different aspects of the type of Joker you've seen before. Because you've, because you know, depending on how he's written, he is different. You know, like one Joker isn't necessarily the same Joker that you've seen before. So that's kind of where I'm going with it. Like I could see where he's saying, like, you know, the the um, uh, uh, what's the one, the Alan Moore one, when the um, uh, killing the joke? killing joke, the killing joke Joker isn't necessarily the same as um, well, the killing joke Joker is probably more like the one that killed Jason Todd, you know, like that's that Joker. But then the Joker that's fighting. Like just in a regular story where he's not killing somebody or, or doing something really horrific, he's more of the comedic type, you know, like maybe the early days, you know, where he was he was evil but he was quasi evil. He wasn't like taking pictures of a naked woman being raped and showing it to her dad in an amusement park, you know. It's like Well, she wasn't she wasn't raped, she was just laying there naked but a big hole in her stomach. Well, I always kinda of thought that he raped her too, man. I kinda of always thought that he'd done stuff no. to her. Are you sure? I don't know about that, man. No, that I that that's that's way too crass for the Joker. I don't know, uh, man. I, I think it was just it was just the idea of him of him sh like because just showing her like he like sh I mean because he's very we talked about this before he's very specific in what he does because he's like when he shoots her he says he because she's a librarian he references her being a a book and he says you know 
it's got a hole in its spine, which what he did, he crippled her. He shot her specifically in a certain way because he wanted to cripple her and and he but he didn't want to kill her. He wanted to cripple her, not kill her. And then he strips her down and, and then he's showing the pictures and everything is like if his daughter crippled laying there, he was completely helpless. And but I can't see the Joker like that. That's that's beyond what, what his what his goal is, which is to which is to like in this case, it was to say you 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 call me a bad guy but you know just some some weird like lunatic or just some random event could easily turn you into me i'm gonna i'm gonna say this man but but to go to go that far would go beyond madness that would go to rage and i don't i don't see him as being that guy well the thing is is like um it was all about pushing gordon or it was all about making the point that all anybody needs is one bad day you know to push him over the edge and and batman was gonna prove him wrong and so like that's why I would, and plus it's written by Alan Moore. I don't think Alan Moore would have had any problem with him raping her. And like, uh, maybe DC didn't intend that, but like, I kind of always thought that because Alan Moore uses rape all the time and everything he does. So I always kind of got the vibe that maybe they didn't show it or maybe they didn't mean, mean for that to be there. And you could be right. But when I read it, I thought that he had done stuff to her and they he was seeing that too. Cause think how dark that is. I mean, I could see him going there because if it's all a joke, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, you might be completely right. I'm not going to say you're wrong. But at the same time, I didn't know that he killed him at the end either. So, you know, maybe I... Who who killed who at the end? Huh? Who killed who at the end? Uh, Batman killed Joker at the end. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does, man. Because when the lights go out, he's dead. Well, well, you you see see the shadow of of his arm reach out, but, I mean... But he's a hit. That's what that, that was. Continu- that's what Alan Moore intended, though. He says that. But I mean, but the thing is, that's that's continuity, though, and because I mean, that's when she actually became Oracle. Well, not at that moment, but you know, that's what led up to her being Oracle was that moment. So it's not just like a, like a one shot, you know, like a like a freestanding story. He, it's a continuity he, story. He said that that's what he was intending. Maybe they didn't. Maybe see, he he was thinking that in his head, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they wanted it to be part of continuity. You know. And so they just kind of like okay. it, they they just left that black panel out. But that's what that's what I now, that's what I heard. I mean, like if, I, if, I'm not saying that that's true. But anyway, what I was trying to say is is like you say that it's not right, and maybe it wasn't. But I always kind of read it like that. I mean, I don't see why that's beyond the pale for something like Joker because he he's a, a lunatic, and I don't think anybody could survive seeing that done to their daughter. And it was bad enough what it was. So if it's not, it's not. But I when I I mean I was. Like, you know how old I was when the Killing Joke came out? I was like, "Dang, man, when was that? 87, 89? I was like seventh, ninth grade, eighth grade. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was a kid." But I was gonna say, I was gonna, if that was was his idea, that kind of really ruins the entire book for me. Okay, because because one, it proves Joker right. So he's, he's like, "Oh, hey, guess what? You just killed me. I'm right," which is like what he, you know, the, the whole thing of the Joker is like, you know. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to push you to become me, um, and I'm going to do all these horrible things to make you become me. And if he does become him in the end, I'm like, well, that's kind of crappy, you know. It's like that's that's kind of the whole thing. It's like you're not supposed to be him, and then for you to give in out of everything. Plus, oh, so here's the thing, you, and and I'm I'm not talking about what you just said. I'm just saying if that really was Alan Moore's intent, you just said that Barbara Gordon being shot maybe defiled 
her father being somewhat tortured with like you images of his daughter while you they get it gave a like a Willy Wonka voiceover. That pushed you over the edge. But me beating Jason Todd to death with a crowbar and then locking him in a shell with a bomb, that didn't quite push you over the edge. And you're like, well, Superman, Superman stopped him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like you really need to stop it. That's when, when you get into a fight with somebody, you're like, hold me back, hold me back. Like, yeah, you really don't want to fight this person. He really didn't want to kill him. I, I'm I'm just saying, I just like, I'm like, really, that's the thing out of everything he's done? Like, that's the thing that would really you go over there? And then, like I said, the fact that he's like, after all this, like Batman does give him, like, man, you know, I would be, I'd really kind of be disappointed if that was what Alan Moore really intended. Like, oh, I expect more of you than that, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's it's been a long time since I read it, man. Like I said, I was a kid when I read it. And that's when I inferred from it. And, like, um, I that's what I, I've read. Maybe that was tagged on later. Like, you're right, it was part continuing. He didn't die. So, but that's what he said in, like, in the interview. He said it wasn't, he didn't deny it. So, I, I, I don't know. It's like. There was a Batman um, uh, annual, and I can't remember which one it was. It, it may it may have been a detective annual, not actually Batman, but it was a Batman comic book annual. And in it, if I got to think which one it was, but Batman and Joker were fighting somehow, and Joker was injured, like he had like broken legs or something. But anyway, and they're like in the woods. And I think it's like they're like in some kind of snowy area. But but basically, Batman's not going to leave Joker to die. And so he like splints him up and he puts him uh, on this like this like homemade stretcher and is dragging him like through the woods and the snow. And the whole time the Joker is just berating him and is like talking about all the stuff he's done and how, you know, it's like and you what's you know, you didn't ever do anything and you keep trying to save me. But every time you do, I just come back and do something else and just say and just talks about, you know, how how much fun he had doing all this stuff. And the whole thing is to get him to kill him. Like leave him behind, it's like right there, and and Batman won't do it, you know. Which is kind of a kind of a cool story. At least I always thought it was kind of a cool story, you know. So again, that's to me that's always been the whole dynamic of it, you know. It's like that's what I want you to do, which is even like a like the whole Dark Knight, you know. Even at the end, like the Joker sister is like, really? Even after all that, you can't even fully commit. It's like you. It's like I got to break my. I got to kill myself because you could only go so far as it just paralyzed me. You couldn't kill me. It's like, really? I mean, everything I've done, I was gonna kill this entire like 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 a uh, fair, you know. And and I killed everybody in the in the the uh, the uh, the television studio. And the thing is, it's all because of you. You came back. You brought me back. So all these people that are dying are all because you couldn't just stay in retirement and because you couldn't stay in retirement i can't stay in retirement so always people that have died are all your fault you brought me back you know it's like i made you you made me first and even then after all that you still can't finish the job and it's like you know so they like say that that's what i that's how i'm used to looking at it and seeing it seeing their, how they work and the dynamic of it and uh, and I think you were, you and I were talking about like uh, death of the family. It wasn't that one of the big things in death of the family was, hey, let's get this thing back to where it was, which is like you come chase after me and pretend to try to kill me while I just destroy everything that you love. But anyway, so I said I just I hope that wouldn't be the case because that's like the the antithesis of everything that I see the Batman Joker relationship to be. So please, Alan Moore, recant. Well, it's right now it's going on like that's Damien and uh, Batman's uh, argument right now. It's because Damien's like, you You have a revolving door of, of, of monsters 
And it's all your fault because you won't commit to the bit. And that's where Damien's coming from. You mean, oh. Yeah, Damien. You mean Damien Wilson? (laughs) Yeah. His his (laughs) stepson. (laughs) They never really officially said, did they? They just kind of like left it ambiguous. Like, it's like, yeah, flip a coin. It's Talia. They did. She's a real. You can blame your you can blame your boy for that. She's a real puta. But like the thing is, is like the the thing is, is like I kind of, here's my thing, man. I'm not a hero because I kind of agree. I don't. I I, I and I think you're right too. I'm glad there's people out there that won't cross the line. I respect that. But at the same time, you're, you're kind of causing all the problems too. You, you like you said, like if you just went away. When you were gone, they're not there. You create the monster. Like you, if you're Mister Glass, you've got the Unbreakable guy. You know, it's like it's 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 the yin and the yang thing. And like, I kind of agree that. But but here's the thing: you're not gonna have as cool stories without Joker. So, (laughs) so let's keep them alive. It's like yeah. Here's okay. Tenyon the fourth man, I love him, man. He wrote the, one of the best detective runs I've ever had, and it was freaking amazing. It was all about the Batman family. First time I ever really cared about the Batman family. But the problem is, he's writing Batman right now, and there's this Joker war going on. Joker's back. He's causing all this chaos, and it's one of the reasons I don't recommend it because, like, all it is is the Batman family coming back again. It's the same thing he did in Detective, so I can't even recommend it because it's just like a big buildup, and he's dealing with Barbara again, and like. It, it's just like with, with the Joker and they're playing on all these things and like uh, it's just like it's almost I'm like almost Jokered out you know but I like the three Jokers because because you see them in different aspects it's not just one character so I find it way more compelling than the actual Joker and the Batman story right now and like um, you're, you're right man I, I agree with what you're saying Batman you respect him because he doesn't cross that line it wasn't always like that I mean I don't think that was always the intent but that's what he's become. And but, but you need that hero that always holds up that line. But then I got to agree with Damien too because like if you could just take him out of the picture, you're saving a lot more lives. So it's 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 a it's a I think it's been a question from the beginning of time, man. What's right and what's wrong? I mean, do you do you become what you hate or do you or you hold that that line? It's 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 a it's why it's interesting, you know. It's like a Yeah, I know. I think it is interesting. I think you're, you're you're right about that because you know I would I would tend to lean more towards towards Damien um, uh, and saying that yeah that it, it, there there comes a point when we can't suffer you any longer yeah you know and and you've you've got to go because uh, you, you're, you're oh, not man. contributing you, anything you, you said the perfect thing I won't suffer fools why are you suffering a fool because you know joke but. Right. <laughs> but uh but with the the other part of that is that as Batman's like I'm not going to take a life, I'm not going to take a life because even even when I have to get to the point where I'm like okay, look, you've done all of this, all of this. Uh and I'm still not going I'm still not going to take your life because the one time I that I do and I'm like okay, look, I've had it with you. So and I I know this is like this is a a far far reaching like uh version of it, but injustice you know, where Superman kills, mm-hmm. he does the one thing that Batman still won't do, uh, is he kills Joker. And then what happens? He, everything becomes this big, like this like fascist, like state society where he's like, you know, why did, why didn't I do this before? But the thing is like, once you do that, then you stop 
you stop going that extra mile to to try to like capture and stop and rehabilitate, it takes less and less each time for you to justify killing someone. It's and and that's that, that's the thing. It's like that, that's the, that's the only thing I see is like why you can't pick and choose. You just have to say like, okay, I'm either going to take this line, or I'm going to take that line because it's going to get to the point where like, you know, what if, what if I'm having a bad day? I'm just pissed off. And you just happen to be the guy that runs a red light on that bad day. Yeah. And then, oh, and then, and then, so. and then you, you take him out or whatever, like, um, and then like, then, then are you better than him? I mean, does that mean you're a good person? No, that means you're, you're just as bad. Hey, it's tough, man. You know, here's the thing too, man. Hey, hey, if, if, if Superman ruled the earth just like any other dictator, he would basically be dark side, right? I mean, he you're an omnipotent being that's ruling over weaker people that can't really do anything to stop you. You're dark side at that point. I mean, and so you become what you hate yeah. to keep things in line. And, and, and here's the thing too, man. This is the bad thing about being a, a male in modern society. If you If you don't react, you're a wuss. If you overreact, you're not a man. So you can't really win <laughs> in any given scenario because there's going to be half the people that say you're wrong and half the people say you're right. Oh, he did the right thing. He stood down. No, he's a wuss because he didn't do what he's supposed to. And it's funny how like one like one way you'll see people that will defend one group of people for doing one thing and then they won't defend the other people. And it's just case by case scenario. And, it, and mm-hmm. it's it's. So what do you do? I think you, I think you have to have a you think you have to have a Spider Man and a Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Where Sp- Spider Man up where he stands by a certain set of ideals, and that's what he does. And and I'm never going to be the Punisher. And if I see the Punisher trying to be the Punisher, I'm going to stop him. But if I happen to read in the newspaper that well Punisher killed this guy, I'm like, oh, well, he kind of had it coming. You I know, thought, <laughs> I, I like, thought about that. Before. Like, I thought about that before with him because like. They let him go around, don't they? You know, there's still guys that are on his side. There's still people that like him and still will team up with him, cause cause you need those guys. You need the guys that'll go to the areas that you won't go into. I mean, and, uh, but then if he did it to everybody, they'd be out of business. What'd be the need for them? You know. <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest part is always coming up with an excuse as to how he got away at the end. Because cause you you got to let him get away, but you have to make it seem like you tried. And it's like, oh, I just said, like, I'm going to take you to, to jail just after I go use the bathroom. And oh, I shouldn't have those burritos, so I might be in here for a while, Punisher. But you stay put while I'm in there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't expect him to leave. Spidey's like. <laughs> we were working so well together. Spidey's like, he pulled a craven on me. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he cravened me. Uh, dude, great storyline. Punisher kills They'll never do it, but Punisher kills Wilson Fisk, man. An assassination. That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Well, they have done, like, the Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, so. Yeah, yeah. So this is the last thing I'm going to leave about, because we've been actually going for a while, and I'm going to have to make this multiple episodes because we've changed topics several times. But I was going to say, um, to say this here, which is, you ever have you noticed or really paid attention to like how many Elseworld stories revolve around Superman, like going rogue or maybe even not necessarily going rogue, but taking the, the wrong side and being a dictator. Yeah. 
and how many Batman stories there are that are like that. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I can tell you right now, I can't think of one Batman story where that happens. But you've got like Red Sun, uh, Red Sun, Superman, or Superman Red Sun. Uh, you got the Injustice. You got those uh, those uh, well, Batman, Wave Rider stories from back in the day and all that but, stuff. But Always Superman taking over. They're doing it right now with because uh, the Batman who laughs. He's he's the heavy metal guy. The the the, the metal series okay. that they, he he basically is the one that's ruling over everything. Yeah, yeah, but. The only the, by counter to that is he's a bad guy in a world of bad guys, which this still makes him the good guy. I mean, he's he's still being <laughs> the Batman of that world. Yeah, yeah, but he's bad. I mean, but they're playing so, on the aspects of him not being good. You know, they're basically making making him the Joker. Right, but right, but I'm saying like in that world though, like they're that's I'm sorry in that universe that's how those people behave. So he's still being who he's supposed to be. As opposed to like Superman in the regular world, like you know the, I don't know like uh, the hummingbird flaps its wings one too many times. He's like, well, time for me to go berserk. I mean, it's it it happens all the time with Superman. It just takes the littlest things. Think about that Superman animated story with the uh, remember where Lois goes into the other dimension. He's been completely like like fooled by Luther, which is a great story. I mean that happens in like JLA. I think the nail isn't that about that. Doesn't he kind of go a little wonky in that one too? Yeah. Then there was the one where he was raised by by Darkseid. You have all these stories where just the littlest thing flips Superman's switch and he takes over or becomes like a huge menace. But you never really see that with Batman where not not like a a universe where everyone thinks evil, but this universe has just got a a slight twist to it or something different happens where he takes over the world, which he's more than capable of, right? But you don't see it. Well, Snyder's writing on... uh the death metal right now and then Kapula is drawing it and I'm reading it man and the only reason I'm buying the rest of the issues is because Lobo's coming into it I just want to see what he's doing but overall man I gotta say it's kind of a snooze fest I don't really like it but I just finished watching the Superman Adventures or Superman animated series for the first time like I, I had I'd seen parts of them but I watched the whole thing and there's an episode like uh, where Superman goes dark because Lois Lane um, she she's dead, and that's pretty much injustice. You yeah, know? that's like that's pretty much injustice. That's what I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that that that, that, that I had just seen that, and like uh, I, you think they stole that from that, like the injustice? I I don't I don't think so. I mean, they may have borrowed from it. Um, I don't, I don't it's know. It's the same concept. I mean, it does go off in a slightly different. Yeah, but it, the the only difference in that one is that Superman is still somewhat Superman. He's just he, he's just allowing himself to be manipulated by Luther. We need to do it. We're in injustice. He's just full on jerk. We need to do a whole episode on the the animated series because that was really good. It it is a great series. I gotta say, like out of all the episodes, the ones that that surprised me the most that I liked, like I thought I was gonna like the one with the apocalypse war and stuff or the apocalypse now. That that was good, but I love the Furies episodes, man. I love that with Supergirl. That was my favorite. Oh yeah, they were awesome. That is a good. I love those. That's a good man. episode. I really love those. those. Those were out of all of them, even over the Lobo episode. That was good. And I always loved the World Finest. I'd seen that one before. I just watched it kind of like the World Finest is the best. It is. It's really good, man. I love at the end where like those those bombs are going off and they're just rolling towards Joker and he just starts laughing. 
I was like, that's so awesome. Yeah. Cause he just, cause you see the joke. That's the thing. He likes to joke and just it come, he just laughs and it's Mark Hamill at his best. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool, man. You know, you know, the one that I think my, I mean, there's a lot of good scenes in that, you know, especially when, uh, like, like my two favorite scenes are when Superman discovers the, the bat tracker. Yeah. On his, on his cape. Yeah. And he looks up and Batman just gives him that salute and then he's off. But my favorite thing is Joker and Luther sitting down talking while Mercy and Harley fight in the background. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the I, best. You, you, you know, my favorite scene of the whole thing, this is the best moment, is like when Batman and Super meet and like Batman's like, he, he's broken into like this disco tech bar thing and like he's he's yeah. interrogating somebody. And then like Superman puts his hand on his shoulder to stop him and then Batman flips him over. Him. And then, and, then, and then he's like, he's like, uh, he's coming at him and he kind of knocks him over. And then Batman tries to hit him. He's like, I heard you were crazy. I didn't think you were stupid. I like that after Batman throws him, I, I throws him across the room and then Superman just like flies across the room and shoulder checks that, that, him. Bam! That's what I'm saying. That's, what, <laughs> that's like, when he hits him. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like he, he's, he's like, I, I heard you were crazy. But I didn't I mean, think you were stupid. He, he splatters like Super- Batman up against that wall. So he just he's just like bam hits that wall. It's it's fantastic. Uh, all right, so yeah, I would I would love to talk about Superman animated series. There's uh, there's a lot of good episodes in there that I dig. Uh, Nighttime is one of my favorites too. Which one's that one? That's the one where, where uh, Superman pretends to be Batman. Oh yeah 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 that was good that that was all that was a good one. Yeah, the, any, anytime they cross my, over, man. I liked them, some of the Metallo issue, uh, episodes, too. He was always really good oh. in it. And I love the Bizarro World, the Identity Crisis, the first one. That that thing. I, I love it when Bizarro shows up. That's that's always good. I love I love how he gets his name when Mercy's like, Bizarro, that's what you am. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's stuck. Missile Spitlick. Like, like, uh, Spitlick. Like he, he, that's a great the, episode, the, isn't the, it? Like they, they, they do a lot of good things with him. And I like that he, but I like that he's not the the highest power too. That like he's actually got there's like a judges that tell him this, to stop. You know, like that. Oh, I think that's kind of yeah. Cool. I was gonna mention um, uh, another episode. Uh, you were talking about Metallo. Metallo is fantastic. With uh, I think Malcolm McDowell does his voice. Yeah, and yeah, you know, again we'll do, we'll do a whole podcast of this one. But you know, I didn't even read, recognize that, where, but my wife did. She pointed that out to me. I was like, "Are you sure?" And then, sure enough, it was him. I was like, "I couldn't believe that he did a voice on a cartoon." Man, um, did you in the episode where um, Steel shows up? You know, and he's fighting Superman and Steel. Yeah. That was good. You see how racist Metallo oh, is? Oh, yeah, he's talking trash, man. And here's the thing. Dude, he says, he says so many racist things, and it's hilarious. It, it is, but here's the thing I'm going to say about that, man. You know what's awesome about this series? You know how they talk about diversity? And I get it. I get it that it's a white guy that's in the outfit of Superman. But you know how they show powerful females that aren't shoehorned in, like Maxima? Supergirl, mm-hmm. like they have all these, the Furies, they're all awesome and they don't feel fake at all. And, and, Live, and remember, Livewire, yeah. And then the um, who was the one? It was Jax, Jaxo, and who's the other one? Um, uh, Mala, Mala, all fantastic characters. Mala's a beast. Yeah. And then you have you have um, and then Turpin when he dies, 
they give him a Jewish funeral, man. When have you seen that? Where they actually like you oh. know say like in Hebrew, like we were talking about it. All these characters, the, oh, the, the, the diversity the... like steals in there. I mean, so all these characters oh. that they're trying to do stuff now and trying to force it in, it's there. And it was twenty five years ago. You know, <laughs> it was like so. Two things. Talk about diversity, uh, but two things. One, did you did you know that that Dan was going to die? What's that? That that Turpin was going to die? Did you know he was going to no, die? No, I didn't know that. I mean, well, you you told me, but I didn't that, piece together that he actually got killed. But he's Jack Kirby. Yeah, I, did, I a, knew I, they, before I saw a thing about it that they, when I looked at it, I was like, man, that looks a lot like Jack Kirby. And then sure enough, they based him off Jack Kirby. Yep. But now I did not expect that when when he died. I was like, what the? Hell? I was I was shocked. But the the best thing, well, not the best thing, but one of the cool things about that episode is Maggie Sawyer. Uh, is gay. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing, man. She was holding hands with them. And they show her... And it didn't... Right. They show her with her with her girlfriend the whole time and they're not overt about it. Yeah. But they don't shy away from showing that the two of them are a couple. She never leaves her side. She's there. She's holding her hand. She's hugging her. When they go to the funeral, she's there standing next to her holding her hand. I'm like, but they never had to come out and be like, hey, you know, let, let me put a big sign. This is the gay episode of Superman. It's like, no, you treat it like you treat a normal couple. She's right there. Not, you you cannot mistake that. And, and that's what I'm saying, man. All these things that they're saying aren't there are right there. Now, I admit, like, there's not a lot of Asian characters and there's maybe not a lot of uh, like like the diversity groups besides maybe steel and stuff. I'll admit that. But look at the people behind the scenes that are doing the work. One of the big character designers, he was African American. The guy that directed the um, episode of World's Finest, he was Asian. I mean, I'm just saying there's people that worked on this that weren't just all white guys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it it was just uh and the, oh then the, remember the episode with Metallo where he had the little the, the little black black kids and the family. I think that was Duffy, man. Their their dad. I think that was Big Duffy, like because uh, it looked a lot. Oh like, yeah, Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, it looked a lot like him, man. Um, I wonder if he had something to do with it. If if not, I'm wrong. But like it looked like him, and like uh, see, so you had those kids there, and that didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like you were trying to fill the racial quota. You know, it was, it was just a good story about two innocent kids coming across this thing, and it, I think that was called Action Figures. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because they're, they're on. A, aren't they in Hawaii? Or, or, and there's a volcano. It's like a volcano, and they were trying to study it. And their dad was working there, and they were just trying to have fun. And then Metallo ends up, you know, he he was walking through the ocean. And he just ends up on the island, and he doesn't know who he is because he doesn't, he doesn't know who he doesn't know who he yeah. is, right? And then yeah. yeah, but and he gets he gets he gets buried in the uh, in the lava. Doesn't yeah, he? at the end of it. Yep, and then he comes back later. Great stuff, man. I mean, great, great show. I mean, I I miss you know why I missed that? I was in school during that time and like uh I I just never got to see the show. I mean I saw parts of it, but I never um I was never around when it was on, you know. Yeah. And you know, uh and yeah, you know, my boy Tim Drake Robin in that nighttime when Superman uh, you know, impersonates him and he looks at me and goes, Don't do that again. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, he's like he's like he doesn't take crap off of nobody, man. He's <laughs> man. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't do that again. And it's it's not even he just says he's like the way he says he's like, don't do that again. <laughs> well, never mind. We've got our Superman show, everybody. Like uh, you've heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean yeah, that's just that's just the tip, man. That's the tip of the iceberg, yo. No, that was great, stuff. dude. I love Parasite too, man. Like he was awesome. Like, 
Yeah, and you know, and it, I like I like how his his characters were sympathetic. Like Metallo was a bad guy, but it was what Luther did to him that turned him into an even worse guy. You know, Parasite tried to be good, but you know, it's just like, you know, it it just you know got the best of him. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're and, fantastic, and it, man. I mean, like if they could just do those stories with 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 live action, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Uh, why are the cartoons so freaking amazing and they can't ever get the live action quite as good? I don't know. And Toy Man is creepy. Dude, I love that episode with Toy Man. I mean, when you can make him work, you can make anything work. I like I like the one with the, the model because he's trying to get his girlfriend back. Like that that was cool mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so a lot a lot of good stuff in there. We'll 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 do talk more about it and stuff later. But uh so uh, it's time for us to wrap this yeah. up. So we uh, we started talking about Galactus Heralds, and of course, as normal, we start talking about comic <laughs> stuff, and comic book stuff just takes us everywhere. I mean, that's again, I, I know I keep saying that over and over, but that's the nature of comics. If you're a comic book reader, if you're a comic book fan, you start getting into it. I mean, it's just like when you know when you start talking about like Star Trek, and you start talking about this, and it just wanders off into you know, well, what about you know like Voyager, Next Generation? You know, what about Enterprise? Nobody watches Enterprise. Okay, what about uh, you know Picard series? Then you, what about the original? It just it just twists and turns and goes back and forth and around. It's kind of awesome. Comic books are the same way. So, um, like I said, we're this is uh, multiple episodes here, kind of breaking it up. Make sure we categorize everything so it doesn't seem like some just kind of weird hodgepodge of randomness. But thank you all for listening. My name is Turk182, and you can find me here on In the Gutters. You can also find me on uh, the other podcasts I do, uh, Our Mom's Secret Funny with uh, myself and Akomi. And sometimes uh, guest Walcarler one, and uh, you can also find me on social media at Turk one eighty one eighty two underscore ke. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that. Uh, and uh, you can also find me uh, sometimes at uh, well when cons are the thing again. You can find me at cons up and down the Eastern Seaboard. And uh, Walcrawler one, what do you got going on, sir? Where can people find you? I am. On Instagram, wall under underscore crawler one, um, and I'm also uh, on Comicsology, painting graves. You can get my comic there, P A Y N E and graves. Um, and I don't have any other shows yet, but like uh, I, I hope to do more. Like once this COVID stuff starts clearing up, you know, I'd like to get out to a few more shows, <clears throat> but. I haven't signed up for anything else yet. So, now, this is the perfect time <clears throat> for Jeff Dunham to be going around meeting people. Why? Well, because he doesn't talk anyway, right? So <laughs> On a stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, he can, he can wear the mask all day long, and it's not like, like you're missing anything. I don't think it's a good time for Jeff Dunham to ever speak. Like, <laughs> I think you should just keep going with that. Let's never hear from him again. Oh come on, man! <laughs> you, you you don't you don't like a you don't like the DC like dark metal version of Jim Henson? No, I don't. I don't. I don't like his uh his racist uh like uh what do you call it? Like all his. I mean, they basically are like they are. They're racist stereotypes. A lot of his stuff that he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. I will say this for about him though. Um, and not we're not doing a podcast with Jeff Dunham. But I will say this though. I think it's kind of interesting 
and that's what I'm going to say. It's interesting that uh, he has finally, I guess, um, gotten reached his popularity within the past, like, you know, eight to 10 years. Because the guy's been working for like 30 years. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing his stuff a long time ago. And I thought he just kind of fell off the, you know, fell off the edge of the earth. Like, you know, like, you know, Shucky Ducky or somebody like that. Right. And then it's like all of a sudden he just blew up and it's like, people love him. I'm like, I was like, wow, this guy's still alive. And I was like, holy crap. So I was like, wow. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, perseverance pays off. Right. He's one of those guys like, uh. I mean, I really don't have anything against him. I'm just messing around. I don't. I don't care. I mean, I thought he was. I've laughed at some of his stuff before. I'm just not a big fan. He's. Just, I'm not a big fan of dummy comedians. You know, it's like. Uh, like, it's, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a Seinfeld. Like where he's talking about him. He's like, hey, what's the deal with these uh, comedians that have the the dummies for their act? You know, like they they always seem to have this social life where they're dating all these women. There's always a sawdust joke involved somewhere. It's like, <laughs> and their 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 limbs are just hanging limp there. And we're supposed to expect they're going to all these exotic places with these wonderful people. It's like, oh come on. <laughs> hey Eddie, where's are you gonna make a your podcast? I'm gonna make my podcast Ranker FM, just like I made this droid here. And it has all the creation tools I can use to record my podcast right from my phone or computer. Hey, Annie, who said that you could be using my technology to make your robots? Oh, be so true by you. It's free. And I can even make money from it with no minimum listenership. Did Misa hear free? Free. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All the creation tools, everything. And even distribute it for you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. Just like an angel. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.